we went for about an hour and ten minutes. The guys got some shots in the day, got back on their feet. So, uh, the, you know, I didn't get on the fortnight. I didn't see what they did on fortnight the night before. But uh, for the most part, at least we we know they were off their feet. You said that last week they didn't have a good practice the first day back. Maybe that's a good omen. Well, you know what, Coach Beheim taught me a long, long time ago. He goes, usually the worst practices are after days off. So it kind of keeps me balanced, so I could go home and at least go to bed last night. Coach, how do you keep the focused in terms of not looking at the record in terms of just doing what the objectives are? I think at the end of the day, uh, we reference a lot. You know, we, we had the experienced team. Uh, we were playing Oregon State. Uh, we had a decent lead. Uh, there was 10 minutes to go in the game, and we just kept reminding them. Remember, we were down 13. Uh, we were up 13 with seven minutes to go last year, and we had lost. We can't let that happen again. We need to find this guy. We need to find that guy. And, uh, you know, I think the biggest thing is, is making sure last year we were 7-3 and three in league and we didn't play as well as we needed to at the, at the, at the down stretch. And, you know, to be able to do that, what did we learn? Well, you, gotta, you know, we've got to stay focused. We've got to stay together. Our defense has got to be consistently good uh, where we are breaking down. Uh, we're passing the ball better. Um, and I, I, it's really just about us. It really is. And uh, I always say you're fighting human nature. Uh, when you win, you're fighting human nature, media, articles, all these different things. Can you keep them focused? And that's what we try to try to get into their heads every day. Oregon football the tra- trapped you at the end. Uh, what have you been working on to take get better care of the basketball? Pass it in the way the, the care was turned. Just get to the right spots. You know, sometimes you know they know what to do. They know how we're trying to attack it. And sometimes presses are really good and sometimes they speed you up that's why they're built for it and uh, we got to show better poise in those situations and that's an area that we've got to improve is just finishing uh, you know in all these games we led for 35 34 35 36 minutes um, teams will do that uh, Oregon State went to a 1-3-1 late uh, in the defense just trying to throw different things at us you know the way that we always prepare these guys is you know one of our taglines is ready for anything and, and this is how you try to train them and uh, we've gotten a lot of experience with the press the last two games so uh, it should help us moving forward because is there anything special about a streak you know is it something that you talk about you know with the team or 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 do you can you foresee these things coming i think a big thing is is you're just trying to play your best every game and trying to execute that game plan and we focus a lot on process just you know focus on how we're going to get better today how are we going to get better today? And uh, you know, we've I've said it a thousand times in these things. Um, you know, to keep the temperature. You know, in my car, it's at 72 degrees, <laughs> factory, right? It's automatic, and you got to keep it there. And it's a little bit too high. You got to, you know, you got to, got to stay back at 72. And it's a little low. You got to pull it up. And I think it's, uh, uh, you know, we've had some great learning experiences. I think we still have areas that we can improve and get better. And that's what we focus on. Uh, and give them the scout, tell them how to execute it, and then it's up to them. And that's where we've been really proud of the guys because they've been able to go out and execute the game plan. Is your uh, defensive mindset and identity where you want it to be right now? I think so. I thought I thought in Oregon State, and, and both Oregon, Oregon at the end of the game, we had to make stops to win. We were down five with two minutes to go. We just lost the lead. Uh, the sky was falling. The boat's going down. And... Uh, you know, they found, you know, these guys, they get more amped. Uh, they get more focused almost. Um, and uh, I was really proud of them there. I thought against Oregon State, uh, executing the game plan, they did a tremendous job of keeping it out of the high post as well as taking better angles. 
to, for the most part, take away the shooters until the end. But, uh, uh, you know, Sammy Timmons playing better. Uh, our bench has come in and give us great defensive effort. So now we can go nine deep and not lose anything defensively. And I think those are big things, and offensively. Uh, those are where we've, that's where we've gotten a lot better from last year. You mentioned Sam Timmons. What's the biggest change you've seen in him? Do you feel like he's playing with more confidence than he was? You know, confidence is a funny thing, and uh, it really is. And, you know, uh, our coaching staff has done a great job. Uh, Cam coaches the bigs. And, uh, you know, part of it is just, uh, you know, if you're frustrated yourself, how do you how do you get through that? And uh, where can you focus on? And he's focused on just his energy. I mean, he's been coming in. You know how hard it is? I mean, he's been in some games. It was the Utah game, I think it was. He played 11 minutes. He had seven rebounds, four points, three blocks, a steal. I mean, that's incredible. Just that's just you letting out and just playing basketball and not thinking, am I getting shots? Am I getting rebounds? Am I making a mistake? Just playing through those. And, you know, that's our coaching staff. That Our coaching staff does a great job getting those guys ready. What have you seen from him as far as putting in the extra work to, to get to this point? Well, that's, you know, going back to, you know, we talked about the three 40-minute shooting sessions. A lot of these guys are in the gym. You come throughout the day. Our coaching staff's out there. They're out there now. Uh, different guys will come through it. They're working on their individual improvement spending time with those guys, which is a big thing. And, uh, you know, everybody you see just getting a little bit better and uh, really binding their role. I also think the coaches have done a great job of getting these kids to sacrifice a little bit of each other. And that's part of when you're with them all the time. Those are the little conversations that you have when you're individually shooting. It's an intimate spot. You know, you're you're talking, you're motivating, you're inspiring them. And, you know, i got to tip our hat to the staff. They've done an incredible job that. Coach, can you talk a little bit more about the pressure that Oregon put on you guys? Because I'm sure you're going to see it again sure. with the way you guys reacted. Was that they were that good at it? You guys just didn't react to it well. How do you prepare for it? And is it something that you guys are capable of really doing? Or we yeah, we're it? capable of doing it. It's uh, you know presses are forced to you know at Syracuse to go to the Final Four. We were playing Virginia. Virginia was up 16 with nine minutes to go in the game. We pressed them and we won by five to go to the Final Four. Virginia is one of the best college basketball teams in the country. Uh, we played Gonzaga at Syracuse that same year. They were up seven with two and a half minutes to go. We pressed them and we won the game. And it's, it's a poise thing, you know, when you're in, the, in that moment. The one thing that Oregon did a really good job is that they, they changed their presses. They were doing a one-two-two, two, and then they went, were going to a full three-court red, which is an all-out pressing all over the court. And uh, when they changed it, we weren't prepared for we were prepared for both but when guys aren't in alignment not in the right spots it allows that defense when they all of a sudden change it to be a little bit more disruptive but uh, it's something that you know where I was, I was just watching the USA game from last year they try to do it to us and you know for the most part we did a really good job handling it so just puts poise having the guys in the right position and then having confident ball handlers making the right decision if they're going to do that, do you have to change personnel or is there a better personnel on the floor? No, I mean, we were trying to put different guys out there. I thought in the first half of the Oregon game, we 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 attacked it and we scored. We got the two uh, alley-oop dunks. I think in the second half, we got a little bit uh, in, a, in a situation where you were we were trying to get it past half court and then set it up rather than attack it. Because when teams press, they're trying to get more possessions. They're trying to take you, to, you know, they're trying to get you to take quick shots. Uh, they need the clock, you know. They want it. They want possessions, and so it's just something that we have to be a little bit more poised at. Something that uh, you got to be comfortable being uncomfortable, and it's something that we work on every day.
Boatwright uh, hitting almost 40% of his three-pointers. What kind of a matchup problem is he? He's one of the best shooters, uh, not just in our league, but in the country. And he's got great size and a great well, – that's what he, he knows. He's a uh, – he can really, really shoot. He's a, he can score. I mean, um, you know, he's a guy that they talked about in the NBA a couple of years ago. You know, he goes – he'll be in the high post. He'll go to the corners. He'll, they'll put him all around the court uh, trying to – uh, overload you quick and trying to pop out. We've, we've got to be really aware of where he is because he has the ability to uh, to drop a lot of those three-point hammers on you, and uh, we got to definitely be aware of him. Yeah, but uh, in the last time you guys played them, I think you had them like three for 20 on three points. Yeah. Just what did you guys do so well? You know, uh, part of defense, just like offense, is you know you, you evaluate what type of shots you're giving the team, and so they they'd miss some shots that they normally make, but that sometimes happens. Uh, but for the most part, you know, we were aware we were taking shooters off the line, which was good, uh, and uh, I thought that was a big aspect of the game. I think at that time they were making ten three pointers a game, and they made three. And so when you look at those numbers, you take somebody that what their, one of their strengths are. And you limit that. That's a part of good defense, good strategy. You kind of alluded to it, but how do you deal with the added attention and accolades and praise that's coming your way? Stay humble, hungry, and wise, and uh, you know, never get too high, never get too low. It's a great life lesson for these guys. I felt like we went through it last year, um, and uh, you know, listen. There's a lot of good teams out there. There's a lot of good coaches. They're, they're coming at you. And, uh, you know, if we can keep that, you know, gritty type of mindset that we've been playing with and, you know, starting well and sharing the ball 15 assists, 16 assists. In that game last year, we had 20 assists, 18 assists. That means the ball's moving, the ball's being shared, and you're shooting at a high clip. Several Seattle guys on their roster. Uh-huh. Your coaches and a lot of your players know them Oh yeah. well. Does that help? Uh, you know what? It, it, it's one of those things where I know if I was going and playing at home, I know I'm going to try to have a really good game. You know, family and friends are going to be there. And, you know, we played Montana last year with a couple guys. Uh, there was a great player from uh, Santa Barbara that was from Tacoma, had 26 points against us here. So we're well aware of, of what they got in their weapons, and um, it would be a great college basketball environment. And, you know, Shaquan and, and Kevin. And, you know, uh, Jerron, they've got, uh, you know, players that have been around our guys, been around our gym, uh, play in the summer league. Uh, it's going to be a fun game. Coach, what kind of atmosphere are you hoping shows up to head game tomorrow? Why is that important? Oh, man, uh, the dog pack, man. When they're on, they're on. It's like the best shooter in the country, uh, like fire. It's, you know, and when you have a, a home environment uh, the way that we've had it for many games last year and this year, it just gives you an added boost to, to be better. And, uh, you know, it's also intimidating. You know, I, so many coaches on the other end, they'll say, geez, oh, my gosh, the dog pack's one of the best student sections in the country, man. They're brutal. <laughs> you know, some of the things that they come up with and their energy. And that also feeds the energy for the rest of the fan base and, uh, and our crowd. And, you know, there was two games last year. Uh, my sons have been in some of the biggest and best environments, Final Fours, Elite Eights. Carrier Dome uh, record crowds, and uh, a couple times last year we walked out of there, especially the Arizona game. They said that Dad, that was the loudest I've ever been in the game, and that, that's that's impact, uh, that support, and it just shows so much, you know, that energy when you need to get that stop big time for us. Like Matisse was a really good man-to-man defender. Yeah. 
What about the zone allows him to be as impactful as he is? Uh, you know what he's just got, and he's got he's got a great IQ, um, and he understands. You know, he he's one of those guys he's constantly watching. And the, the great thing about the zone is, you know, you'll ask high school coaches how many different zone offenses do you have, and they'll have 80 man-to-man plays and only have four zone <coughs> plays, and so you see everything. You know, one of our things that we say in our scouting, we'll be talking like they don't run anything we haven't seen before. And then when you've seen everything, it's easy to make adjustments. And the more reps you get in it, you do what? You get more confident in it. And then when we start saying, take this away based on this, and you start seeing that works, uh, that's, you know, that's the understanding of where they're trying to attack, uh, taking the rhythm away from a team, being aware of certain players and how we can defend that. And then most importantly for Matisse, um, the one thing I've learned for years is sometimes you got to let the artist paint, and uh, you know sometimes he likes to gamble. But I, you know, he's a great defensive player because of him, not because of our scheme. You know, he knows where to be. Uh, he's got incredible anticipation skill. He covers space. I remember Bill Walton was doing one of our games, and he was like, "Well, who's the best defensive player?" I said to him, he talked about Kenny Wooten. I said, "Well, he does what Kenny Wooten does on the perimeter." And he says, really? He can jump like that? And I'm like, have you seen? He goes from like 0 to 60 in like 2.1 seconds and blocks a shot in the corner. He's just got incredible uh, anticipation, athleticism, and feel. And when anybody is incredible at that part of their craft, whatever it may be, it might be playing a guitar or it might be playing the drums, they just, it's, it's kind of inbred in them. And the great defensive players I've been around, I've never seen anybody like them. I mean, how many guys, if you go back and we talk about takeaways or, you know, does he break Gary Payton's record, go back to who has the most takeaways in the history of the Pac-12, and I bet you it's, he's already broke that record. <laughs> blocks, I think it was he number two in blocks in the Pac-12, as well as, I mean, steals, I mean, come on. Coach, you talked earlier in the year about just David and how tough he's people been on him, social media, media, fans. Yeah, yeah sure. How satisfying is it to see how well he's playing right now? Geez, it's, I'm just, he's been, he's been, uh, he's been huge. I mean, he's, he's confident, he's been working, he's been leading, uh, he's been sacrificing, uh, you know, all the things that you want from your senior point guard. And, uh, you know, David's, uh, you know, I was, you know, you talk about Will Conroy being the heart and soul, and when he comes out and plays, it's, you know, you see the guy who he might take a charge or dive on a loose ball, and he's the emotional leader for this team. And, uh, to see him have the success and um, you know leading these our team is so gratifying uh, because you know like it's in, like anything as a as a teacher anything you're trying to sell them on the fact if we do this this is what happens and this is what's you know that's why you coach and uh, to see those guys especially him and the staff and the people and then buy into it and, and then they see the results and David's worked. I mean, David's, I think the big thing that he's done, especially during Christmas break, is he's gotten a lot of shots in. Uh, he stayed after, uh, came early, great energy in practice. Uh, so extremely happy. I'm so happy for the seniors. You know, not just David, but, you know, the guys like Dom Greens and Noah Dickerson's and, and Matisse's to, to be able to get some of these wins that they never had in four years. I think that's that's been a special part of this. A couple more guys. Uh, getting back to defense, uh, Obviously, the results of the zone speak for themselves yeah. and the numbers. But when you're on the recruiting trail, you're running into guys who 
maybe have never seen a zone or played a zone. How do you close the deal on virtues and values? Well, I think the biggest thing in recruiting is kids want to be professional players. And, uh, you know, when I was at Syracuse for so many years, they'd say, well, how can you play, you know, how can you play zone and make the NBA? Or how do you know? I'm like, well, these are all our NBA players. Here's a sheet. And they're pretty good, right? And then you go back and you say, you know, people want to be part of winning. And I, you know, uh, I, two of the best NBA defensive, defensive players came from Temple University uh, at one time. It was Eddie Jones and Aaron McKee. And all John Chaney played was a 1-3-1 one, one zone and a matchup 2-3. And so, and I've known a lot of guys who went to so-called great man-to-man schools. And just because you go there doesn't mean that you're going to be a great man-to-man defender. The one thing that we do in our practices is because we have to play against a lot of man, we have a lot of man principles and we play against man and we work on our man because we've got to defend the way that opposing teams do. And so when people would come to practice, they said, geez, I thought you did zone all practice. <laughs> you know, 70, 70% of your practice is man to man. And so you're getting the same principles. And one of the things that I used to do, uh, we used to do at Syracuse um, that we're still implementing here is we used to show in our groups, uh, our group sections, the things that they're going to have to be able to do at the next level, uh, from terminology, and, and that was a lot of reference that I was lucky to have being with USA Basketball and being around Coach Thibodeau and Monty Williams, uh, Mike D'Antoni, uh, some of the great coaches, and so um, you know it's all about educating these guys and, and uh, making them better, and then putting them in a system that's different that can win, and. Um, it's exciting teaching it. It's, it's exciting for people. I remember the first week we were teaching it in uh, in the Harsh, and a couple of players, I won't mention their names, we were saying, okay, well, if this guy goes here, this is how we play it. And the guy, and I got, I got this. Oh, they, oh, they, they, oh well, then they're just going to do this. And I said, well, we can't play that game. Like, I can do, like, well, if they do this, I'm going to play this. These are our principles. But the things that make it great are the adjustments that you can make based on the team and how they are attacking with their, only their four or five plays that they have in their arsenal. And that's where you started seeing the belief. And when you started seeing the belief, especially after the Kansas game, it was a lot of fun. That works. That's pretty good. And then when Ed does it, what happens? You kind of get you get you kind of get juiced a little bit. And you know, I was watching some of our, our last games and. You know, just watching the energy. Uh, I had an ex-Syracuse player, uh, Stevie Thompson, and he said he called me and said, "Geez, that was as active as it can be." And so, when you have your opponents and different players doing that, that's that's exciting. And so many people, and I'm gonna I'm gonna give you an education on the zone because everybody's is trying to figure it out or looking at it and saying, "Geez." Um, and, and Coach Beheim said this a lot. A lot of teams that play zone, it was their secondary defense, and it was really used to kind of, you know, just throw a different wrench in, in the game, slow down the tempo maybe. And uh, people used to always say that we're in zone. If a team hit a three-pointer, they would do what? They would get out of a zone. And his philosophy, which became my philosophy, was, no, teams that play man, they'll say, well, no, we got to play better man. And so we play zone. we got to play better zone. And where I think that we've made a big improvement is from the non-conference is if we've really defended the three-point line better than we did in the non-conference. I think we were teams were still shooting 34, 35% from the three-point line against us in non-conference. And in conference, I think they're under 30 for sure, right? What is it, 20? They're right about 30. 
30.3, but that's a huge number. We, so the three-point shot, we've defended it better, and we've shot it better. We were one of, we were in the 300s in three-point shooting. That's improved. That the the, the most dangerous. You know, uh, yeah, the most dangerous thing in sport in, in basketball, the three-point shot. We've improved defensively on it, and we've improved offensively on it. And I think that's been the biggest difference. I gotta take him. Thanks, guys. Sorry, I got long-winded on my answers. Hope you got all your questions. I, I get rambly, so I apologize. Good lesson on the zone. Well, you know, play it. Thank you.